Today, inshallah, now that Ramadan is coming very close, I don't want to today, inshallah, talk about Ramadan. And next week, inshallah, also I want to talk about Ramadan. After that, inshallah, I'll be gone for almost 10 days uh, for Umrah, inshallah. But today, inshallah, I want to talk about fasting from the perspective of sabr and at the same time as ikhlas. See, first of all, before I talk about fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, in one place, He combines the concept of sabr and ikhlas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اِتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, say, O Muhammad sallallahu to my followers, to my slaves, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe in me, اِتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ That be God conscious. Then Allah says, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا فِي هَذِهِ الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا For every person who does something good in this dunya, they will get the reward for it. And then Allah says, وَأَرُضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعًا The land of Allah is very vast. That means that if you cannot worship Allah in one place, you are required to move. You are required to do a hijrah to another place where you can do the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a full reward to those people um, who have observed patience. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ there is no limit to how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give to that person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions sabr. Subhanallah, the next verse, the very next verse, this is Surah Zumar, Allah says, Qul, meaning that, O Muhammad Sallam, tell them, Inni umirtu, I have been commanded to do what? An Allah to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mukhli sallahuddin. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with pure sincerity. Now subhanallah, in the previous ayah when Allah talks about sabr, and Allah will give a full reward of sabr, in fact, a reward that is going to be limitless. Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi alayhi says that when he talks about this, he mentioned his book, Ihya al-Urmuddin, he says that this also is connected to fasting. Why? Because he says, As-sawmu nisfu sabr Imam Ghazali says that fasting is half of sabr. How is it half of sabr? Because at times you want to say something, but you cannot do fasting. You want to waste your time, but you cannot waste your time. You are required to stand up at night for long hours, and this is also another type of sabr, there is sabr ala al-ita'a, sabr to do the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to carry out the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to do the ibadah of Allah also requires a sabr and so forth. So he says that first of all in this ayah when Allah talks about sabr, this in itself is connected to fasting and then he says the next one is also connected to fasting which is ikhlas. And by the way, you look at all the ibadat, okay, which are the basic ibadat. Salat, Siyam, Zakat, and Hajj. Imam Ghazali says that if you observe all these ibadat, there's only one, there's only one that is the most unique in terms of sincerity, and that one is fasting. Why? Because, think about it, if a person is praying Salat, and a person looks at them and they say, MashaAllah, what a great Salat they're praying and so forth, and a person knows that the people are looking at me, what happens is they might even extend their Qiyam. Uh, there's a very big possibility that a person is praying and they could have riya in their heart. A person is giving zakat, okay? This is an obligation. But while giving their zakat, because other people are looking at them, there could be riya in their zakat. While they're doing hajj, okay? While they're doing hajj. And this is one thing that, by the way, when people go there for umrah, 
it bothers me at times. But once again, you see this happening over and over again that they're going to stand there and show the entire world, I just did my Umrah, okay? Take a big selfie, okay? Put it on Instagram, putting everywhere, I just did my Umrah. I just did a Hajj and so forth. Once again, when we do these kind of things, we do these kind of things not to show other people. We're doing these kind of things only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there's also a possibility that you're performing Umrah or performing Hajj and a person could have Riyah. But subhanAllah, fasting is the only one. Fasting is the only one that no one can tell if you're fasting or not. That is why Imam Ghazali says that when it comes to Ramadan, Ramadan is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reason why it is so virtuous is because every single thing in Ramadan that we do, our sincerity is being put to test. When we fast, we're fasting. No one can tell, of course, in Ramadan, we can, everyone can tell. But once again, Beyond that, fasting is such an amal that no one can tell about your sincerity. Likewise, when you pray salat at night. Now, by the way, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they never would come to the masjid and pray in, in a salatul jama'ah. They would never pray in the form of a jama'ah. Even qiyamul layl, they would never pray in the form of jama'ah. They would stay at home. This was the actual uh, practice of Rasulullah that he would stay at home and he would perform his salat at home, not in the form of a jama'ah but once again, people want to come to the masjid and pray, absolutely no problem but once again, there are some people who say, you know what, I'm going to pray at home no one is watching me Okay, someone may say that, oh, I did not see you in Qiyam Mullay last night. Does that mean that they were not doing their ibadah at home? Does that mean that they were not doing Qiyam at home? There's a very big chance they were probably doing their Qiyam at home. But no one knows about that. Why? Because when you stand up at night and you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and no one knows about that, that is how your sincerity is built. Because you know that no one is going to be watching me. And subhanAllah, we find this from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is also we find in the month of Ramadan. And all also in the month of Ramadan when people give sadaqah. See, one is giving zakat, you're giving zakat. And people, that person knows. And the person you're giving to that person knows. But at the same time, when it comes to giving sadaqah, optional sadaqah, there is, is mentioned in the shamail of the Prophet ﷺ, if there was one time of the year, he was the most generous, and he would give out so much sadaqah, it was the month of Ramadan. When you give sadaqah, this is also part of your sincerity. So Ramadan is not, not once again, as Imam Ghazali is, is explaining, Ramadan is not only about sabr, but because of that sabr, once again, it's such a unique sabr that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is why he says in a hadith, hadith Qudsi, li wa ana This is the only ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that his fasting is for me. The salat, Allah never said the salat is for me. This, is, this belongs to me. He never said that about zakat. He never said that about hajj. He said that about fasting. That this fasting belongs to me. Because once again, you have the utmost amount of sincerity in this. So in the Ramadan, there is a test of patience. There's a test of ikhlas. And then the next thing is that there are four things that we need to achieve from Ramadan. The very first thing is that the month of Ramadan is the month of reform. You know what that means? You know when a person goes to prison... Often we see here in, the, in America, the prison system is so, is, I mean, so horrible to begin with that instead of going to prison and coming out as a reformed person, as a changed person, most of the time people go to prison, they come back out, they commit crimes again, and they're back in jail. This is how it usually works. Our system here, 
the, the juvenile system, the, the prison system, is not a reformation system. Otherwise, the prison system should have been a reformation process. People go there, they learn their lesson, they become better people, and they come out. But that's not what we see here. But Ramadan is, that's why we talk about Ramadan as the month of reformation. You enter Ramadan with weaknesses. But you come out on the other end of Ramadan with strengths. A person can come from Ramadan, enter in, into Ramadan, and they're not coming to the masjid. But they come out on the other end of Ramadan, and they're coming to the masjid every single day. That's a sign that their Ramadan was accepted. That's a sign that their Ramadan is, is, is accepted. If you want to know that if your ibadah is being accepted, just look at your ibadah and see how your life is. If your salat is not protecting you from committing fahisha, the Quran says, The salat has that powerful ability to stop a person from committing sins. But if we're committing the same exact sins, the problem is not the salat, the problem is us. Likewise, when it comes to hajj, hajj is a person is changed after hajj. When it comes to umrah, a person is changed after umrah. Just recently, a person came to me and told me they were not praying salat, they were drinking, gambling, everything. One time they went for umrah. One time they went for umrah, their entire life changed. Their entire life changed. These things have that ability to do so, and they have the ability to change a person. Likewise, Ramadan has the ability to change a person, but we have to be, be willing to change in ourselves. That's the very first thing that we have to achieve from Ramadan. The second thing that we have to make sure that we achieve from Ramadan is the spiritual aspect, which is detoxification. Detox means what? When you say detox, what does that mean? A lot of times they do, you know, juice, you know, detoxification juices, they say, you know. But there is something called detoxification that you go through a spiritual cleanse in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Those people who, who work on their spirituality, who are focused on detoxing themselves and eliminating all the bad in their heart, all the amradul qulub in their heart, and they're focused on achieving a qalbun salim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these are the people who are successful. And likewise, when it comes to all, the, so many other places in the Quran, Allah says, for example, Those people who are iman, who have iman, they are successful. He says, These are the people that when they praise Salat, they are concentrating. And then he says, They are those who stay away from Allahu. And then he says, Zakat in the Quran, there are places, That Zakat means pay your Zakat. But Zakat overall does not necessarily mean Zakat. Zakat means Tazkiyatun Nafs. Okay? Anytime you read the Quran and it's not associated with Salat, understand that zakat would mean purification of the soul. That's what that means. So that's why it's called Tazkiyatun Nafs. So Ramadan is the month that we go through a detoxification. What should we eliminate from our heart? There's arrogance. There is pride. There's arrogance. There is belittling other people. There is hatred, malice, jealousy. Also, two things that shaitan uses to destroy people. Number one is to create doubts in other people's hearts, which is a shubahat, and number one and number two is a shahawat. Shahawat is desires. Today, people fulfill their desires in haram ways. These are the things that take a that takes a person far away from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So once again, Ramadan has to be used for detoxification purposes. And if we don't detox ourselves, 
then the heart is completely dead. So Ramadan is a time that if our heart is completely dead, it is a time to give CPR to our heart. That's a time to give, you know, to revive that dead heart. This is the only time that this heart is calm. Okay, this is the only time that the heart is calm. Let me give you an example. You know, long t some time ago, I bought my kids a, there's like this toy that you can buy, and it has like these spikes on them, like plastic spikes on them, but there's a, there's a button in the middle. You push that button, and it just, it bounces. Have you seen that toy before? It just goes around everywhere. Like, even the kids try to run after it, they can't catch it because it's always moving around. When that ball is moving, you can't catch it because it's always moving around. Listen to this. A heart that is always changing, always changing. It's hard to tame that kind of heart, right? You look at a lion. When they try to tame a lion, they do that when the lion is calm. Not when the lion is going around crazy. Likewise, when the heart is calm, then you're able to tame that heart. When the heart is calm, you're able to take control over that heart. The only time of the year when the heart is calm is the month of Ramadan. Okay? The time of the year when you can control that heart, take control of that heart, that time of the year is the month of Ramadan. So if the heart is dead, this is the time to revive. And finally, the, Ram the month of Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. This is the month of the Qur'an. And I will say one thing about the Qur'an is, first of all, the Qur'an makes it very clear. Shahru Ramadan. There's only one place in the Qur'an, only one place in the Qur'an where Allah talks about Ramadan. And that is in Surah Al-Baqarah. He says, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. That this is the month where the Qur'an was revealed. And by the way, the ulama, they say, Shaykh Sha'rawi, he says very beautifully in his tafsir, Allah could have called and referred to the Qur'an here in this ayah as anything. Allah could have said, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi kitabullah. This is the month where the kitab of Allah was revealed. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi dhikr. That this is the month where the dhikr was revealed. Why did Allah use the word Qur'an in this verse? Because the word Qur'an comes from the word qara'a. Qara'a means to read. Hence the word Qur'an linguistically means a book that is read over and over again. Hence Allah is trying to send a message to us that the month of Ramadan is the month where the Qur'an is to be read. The month of the Quran, the month of Ramadan is the month where the Quran has to be read. People come to me and say that I want to come closer to the Quran, but the only way you'll come closer to the Quran is first you have to read the Quran. You cannot just jump to the tafsir of the Quran and find the Quran amazing, but many people who have gone onto this journey, they have began this journey of the Quran, it all started from reading. They read, they read, and they read. And then after a while, they felt that, you know what, I've been reading this Quran, now the time comes that I need to start understanding the Quran. And then they start going into understanding the Quran. And that means that then they are led to understanding the Arabic language and studying the Arabic language and then understanding the nuances of the Quran. And subhanAllah, those same people, then they love to read the Quran. But it begins with reading the Quran. And this is why, by the way, when people come to me and they say, I have doubts in my deen. When youth come to me and say, I have doubts in my deen. You know what the first thing I tell them is, how often do you read the Qur'an? How often do you read the Qur'an? Because the Qur'an says, It is a guidance, not just for Muslims. Linnas. How many times we have done shahadas here? And they said that what changed your life? What made you believe in Islam? They said, I read the Qur'an. You've heard this before, right? Yes or no? I read the Qur'an. 
That's it. They became Muslims because they read the Quran in English, first of all. Okay? Not even Arabic. Arabic has its own beauty to it. But they read the Quran in English. Think about how powerful the Quran is. That even when it's translated, it still has an impact on other people. So the Quran is nas wa huda. It's not only just guidance. But if there is proofs of that guidance that likewise we find when I just said, when youth come to me and they say, I have doubts in my deen, the first thing I ask them is, how often do you read the Quran? Because when you read the Quran, your doubts will be eliminated. You will start believing more in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But a person says, I don't read the Quran and I have doubts. Of course you're going to have doubts. Of course there's going to be a lack in your deen because you're not reading the Quran. So that is why now that Ramadan is coming. Once again, what's the first thing I said about Ramadan? Starts with the R. Reform. Second one was? Starts with a D. Detox. The third is? Starts with the R. Revival. Okay? If we have a dead heart, revival. Fourth thing is that we need to make sure we achieve in Ramadan is? Quran. Okay? Reform. Detoxification. Revival and Quran. You do these kind of things, you watch, you will have a meaningful Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this Ramadan our best Ramadan. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa والخاشعات والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما